it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by Pretty Girl Studios, where every girl leaves a pretty girl. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I have an awesome interview in store for you today. I had the pleasure in interviewing Kimberly Dobine, and it is clear that she's very passionate about making an impact in the fashion and beauty community. Here's a little bit of her bio. Kimberly Dobine is an event producer and lifestyle brand curator redefining what it means to be popular in her daily strides. Kimberly is an executor of all things womanhood, media, and beauty as the owner of Posh and Popular LLC and the founder of the Fashion and Beauty Summit and the Posh and Popular Foundation. I think you guys will really enjoy this interview today and here it goes. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Kimberly Dobine. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks thanks for being on the podcast today. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Great, great, awesome. Kimberly, I would like you to tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Um, there's a lot of stuff about me that a lot of people don't know. So <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to narrow that down. But um, most people probably would not know that got, you really have me thinking here. Um, pink is actually not my favorite color. Okay. Yeah. Most people would assume that pink is my favorite color, but it's not. That's a simple one. Um, but my favorite color is blue. My favorite color is actually blue. Mine too, actually. Mine is my favorite color is blue, but I thought your favorite color was pink. Yes. Everybody (laughs) and I do love pink. I mean, very much so, but my favorite color is blue. And probably another thing, most people do know it just depends on when you met me in life but most people okay this is one thing especially in this time that we're in most people probably wouldn't know that I um started off as a singer and that I was on a reality show singing competition so most people wouldn't know (laughs) yes yes a little bit about that so you sang huh yeah so I that's how I got, that's how I really got into fashion, aside from growing up and um, having the love, you know, for my grandmother, but um, I used to sing, like I was always the girl singing, so um, I even went to college on a vocal music scholarship, wow. so singing was a huge part um, of my upbringing, uh, coming up, that was pretty much my identity until I turned probably 29. And so um, moving back to Detroit, most people that have met me over the last six years probably would have no clue. But yeah, so that's something a lot of people wouldn't know. Wow, that's interesting. So how did you leave 
singing? You know, how did did you find out that that wasn't your passion mm-hmm. anymore, or it wasn't like your career path, or were you yeah? So different? I, I I tell people all the time there's a huge difference between passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. While I am very passionate about music and I love music, it was not my purpose in life. Um, you know, Beyonce's purpose in life was to be Beyonce, right? Mm-hmm. But we all can't be Beyonce. So, you know, God gave me a lot of different gifts and talents. And so, you know, he really just showed me, he started to direct me um, in a different path. And so, Um, it was literally like when I turned 29, um, I made a decision to focus on my purpose, which was helping women. So, and of course, being able to intertwine that within the fashion and beauty space. So yeah, it it was definitely something that I went back and forth on, but then it's like the reality is when you're doing music, there's only a short window of time that you have to either pop or not you know Mm -hmm. and I think for me it was just like you know I love it but this is not what I'm purposed to do I definitely felt called to um but just in a different capacity as I got older um, Mm -hmm. because I went from singing R&B and you know that type of stuff to only singing um for for God so that you know, completely shifted. But, you know, as I got older, God really just began to show me my true purpose. And so, you know, I just kind of left it to the side. But I do still very much enjoy music and concerts and things like that. So it's it's still a big part of me, but just not the main part of me. Yeah, I get that. Um, I absolutely get that. Because, you know, I've been a makeup artist for 12 years, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I absolutely love makeup and beauty and all of that. Right. But I, and I'm passionate about makeup, but I feel like my purpose right. is to help women in, find their purpose and to right. push them in that. And so I actually, I do that through my events and different things like that. And now I have actually been more successful and had more fun and things have just pulled more operating in that more so me doing makeup exactly exactly so it's the same thing i mean you Mm -hmm. and i are pretty much on um the same path our trajectories might be different but our purpose and our passions are very similar in helping women you know figure out their purpose within either fashion or beauty or both. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, you and I have, you know, that common interest. And I think it's a really beautiful thing. But a lot of times I think even as African-American women, we're always taught to stick to what you know or stick to what you're good at and, mm-hmm. you know, just see what happens or, you know, you're good at this, so you should probably not focus on anything else. Um, I know, you know, my dad was a stickler on education so he didn't care how good I sang he was like you better stay on this dean's list and you going to school you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I had opportunities to uh be in singing groups and get record deals and he was like no so I think a lot of times we just do what is comfortable or safe versus what we know we're purpose to do because we're trying to please other people 
But I think exactly. as we get older and as we grow as women and, and grow in ourselves, we find solace in doing what we know we're called to do. So it's just a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I find I had a conversation. It was one of the interviews I did. And the lady said that your purpose is usually not the thing that you necessarily want to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And when she said that, right, I was like, wait a minute. And then I had to really, really think about it. Yeah, it's never, because your purpose is not about you. Mm -hmm. And see, I tell people all the time, I say, I want to quit what I do every year. Every year I want to quit. Because I'm like, I I could be doing other things. Like, y'all don't appreciate all this hard work. Y'all don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's funny, but it's not about me. And if I stop. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry, love. But yeah, if I stopped, then God's plan would not be, you know, the thing that is focused on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, she's absolutely right. Our purpose is never the thing that we want to do. She's absolutely right. Yeah, because it doesn't always sometimes what he's calling you to isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do. Like it would have been, exactly. it would have been easier just to sing and go with the flow and do that. But yes. that's not what you're called to do. You're called yes. to help women. You're called to, you know, help people find what their purpose is and push them exactly. to their greatness. But and that, and, and sometimes it's hard for people to accept it. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation about this. Cause I know there's a lot of people who are who they may be looking at different passions that they may have. They may may look at different things that they see other people doing and they're not really thinking about, okay, what is truly for me? You know, exactly. What is God calling me to do? What am I here to do? Not what Kimberly is doing, what I see her doing or what somebody else is doing, but what what you think or what you think seems popular to do Mm -hmm. or what you think will make you a lot of money because, a lot of the time when you do things for the wrong reason, it, it, if God is not in it and if it's not what your purpose to do, you're never going to have the same result that you see someone else having because it's not what you're supposed to be doing. So I'm really adamant about letting people know, like, do what you know you're supposed to do. Do what you know is tugging on you in the middle of the night, even if it seems minuscule, even if it seems non-traditional focus Mm -hmm. on that thing and build on that and that's going to be the very thing that is the game-changing um element for you you know for me before i started doing the fashion and beauty summit there wasn't anything like it there Mm -hmm. there was no fashion and beauty focused events because everybody was just focused on female empowerment that was it but it was like what about the people who are passionate about this specific niche market who needs specific information and guidance. You can't get that from just a standard female empowerment event. And so, you know, you have to do things and figure things out. And sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. But as you go and you learn, you grow and you get better. So I think it's really important for people to understand that when you're a trailblazer, there is no blueprint. You have to figure it out as you go. And trust that God is going to give you every resource, every tool that you need to be successful at what you're doing because you're creating something. Right. It's great 
for everybody to have a clothing store, but what purpose is it serving? You know what I mean? Exactly. And so I've been really adamant about doing what what is purposeful for my life. Um, I don't want to just do what's trendy or what's, you know, what's seemingly making people a lot of money because oftentimes everything that glitters is in gold. Everybody's not telling you mm -hmm. all the issues and the, the things that they're dealing with trying to build their business. They're just showing you, you know, the, the pretty highlights. Instagram, mm -hmm. the highlight reel, right? And so we have to be diligent about focusing on what we're doing and keeping that tunnel vision so that we don't get distracted by the shiny things because at the end of the day, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We need to focus on it. We got to go through the storm. You can't get to the rainbow if you don't go through the storm. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I, I, I definitely um, agree with you on that, Brandy. It's not, it's not an easy task, but the more you walk into your purpose and into your calling, it becomes easier. Mm -hmm. like for me now, it's a lot of work, but it's easier for me now because I know what I'm dealing with. And right. so um, you just move differently when you have a certain level of um, knowledge and expertise and understanding about your craft and what you're doing. So it, it's a really awesome thing. Really, really awesome thing. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And um, I, it shines through with you, too. It shines through um, that you're walking oh, you, and you're calling. It does. I think people can see it when you're when you're in purpose, when you're in your purpose. Absolutely. Thank you, Brandy. I appreciate that. It's same with you. I, I think it's just um that's the key. You know what I mean? That's the secret thought. Walking in your purpose, being who God called you to be, nobody else. Not doing what you see somebody else doing. Now it's okay to have our inspiration, meaning mm -hmm. if you're doing what your purpose to do but you're kind of like trying to figure out how to make it look a certain way or how to communicate it. It's okay to have those mentors in our head or those people that we can kind of gravitate to or, or, or learn, learn from, but we have to be mindful of, you know, making sure that we stay authentic to ourselves because like you said, it shines through. People will see it. And I, I think it's really important for me um, specifically to stay authentic to who I am and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it because it'll show. And so I appreciate you saying that because that's a really, really um, big thing that I, I focus on is just being me. That's it. I'm not trying to be anybody right. else or do anything else. Because, girl, I don't have the energy. I'm like, woo, I don't even know how certain people deal with, you know, all they have to deal with because the bigger it gets, the harder it gets, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Dealing with certain things, so. Well, too much I, is given, much is required, yes. right? Yes, and so I am very grateful for my portion, okay? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't hold on. I don't want anybody else's until God says it's time for that, right? But mm -hmm. right now, I'm very comfortable with my portion. I don't want nothing nobody else has because I don't want their problems either, girl. So yeah. we good. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I feel you there. I want you to share with everyone like how it all started because I know you started off with your blog. So yes. kind of like you know, tell us a, a little bit about how you started the blog and got into it. Yeah. So my backstory. So um, and I don't even think I introduced my. I have a brand. It's called Passion Popular, um, which is still it's it's still a blog, um, but it's 
what it's what I like to call a lifestyle destination for women. So I initially started the blog as just a fashion, you know, personal style blog because my friends literally got on my nerves. They would call me, text me, ask me about hair, makeup. Who could I go to for this? Who could I refer for that? Um, where did I get this outfit? Can I help them, you know, get ready for this date they were going on? It was just ridiculous. And so I said, you know what? You guys are not going to get on my nerves. I'm going to create a blog and you can go there. And it was literally a joke. It wasn't something that I was trying to do to be something or anything. I was just trying to do something to have fun. Um, and my background is in retail. So I've been what you like to call a shop girl for a very long time. Um, prior to getting into finance, I worked in retail for over probably 12 years. My first job was in, you know, retail at Banana Republic when I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. So I've been working in sales, just, you know, understanding retail sales, understanding the body, understanding how fit works, understanding how to style people. So it's really embedded in me. Um, and, and so a lot of my friends, um, even when I was living in Atlanta, I was a manager at um, a high-end retailer, uh, Karen Millen. And so a lot of my friends would come. I used to have opportunities to style a lot of people. So, you know, it's kind of like when you do hair. Everybody always asks you questions about hair. So mm -hmm. it was kind of the same thing with me always being in fashion. Everybody always would ask me fashion questions or even makeup because I was the girl that loved getting her makeup done or, you know, trying to find new makeup artists because I, I always have believed that I was an advocate for uh, women in the beauty industry, meaning you know, I advocate for women getting their makeup done or getting their brows done or getting their hair done and not just on your birthday or when you're getting married, but right. every occasion, you know what I mean? So, and then another thing, I was a pageant girl. So there are a lot of layers. Um, so I used to coach pageant girls. So really my time in Atlanta was heavily focused on styling wardrobing, makeup, beauty, transformation. And so when I moved back to Detroit, my friends were like, what are you thinking? Why are you going to Detroit? And I was like, honestly, God told me to go to Detroit. God told me to start what I was doing in Detroit. And God also told me that my husband was in Detroit. Did not know who that person was, wow. but I was like, okay. I had no desire to move back to Detroit whatsoever, Brandy. When I tell you I was happy, living in Atlanta. I had lived in LA, you know, prior to that. I was, I had no desire to come back to Detroit and God was literally like, I'm going to make provision for you. You won't have to worry about a thing, but you need to be in Detroit. Everything that your purpose to do will start in Detroit. So I was like, I told my friends, I'm just being obedient. So I literally started the blog for them. It wasn't for me. It was just like, I'm going to do the blog and then I'll give you guys tips. And I'll, you know, make it conversational like I'm talking to y'all and then that'll be it. So they were like, yeah, whatever. Like they were so upset. But it ended up growing into this thing where a lot of girls started asking me questions. Or a lot of people were like, hey, I really loved your haircut. Who did that? How do you like their salon? Like people really got more in, invested in the people that I was, um, uh, or the stylist, I should say, that I was giving my business to because they felt like, Kim wouldn't just go to anybody. So who's this mm -hmm. hairstylist? Who's this makeup artist? And then it turned into, well, I love your blog. I want to be a blogger. Can you help me? Then it turned into, well, you seem to be doing well 
and I want I have a blog, but I want to learn how to make money off my blog. Can you help me? And it just turned into this thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing events and, you know, they'll be fashion and beauty focused and we'll talk about, you know, the, the pressures of business. We'll talk about how to get started, all of those things. And so literally from doing the um, event, I did a partnership with The Limited, doing an event, um, and then I partnered with my dear friend, Lauren Daniels, the owner of Functional Spirits, with our very first Sip and Slay. So the Sip and Slay was like our first event where we had like our panel and we really, really focused on females, uh, African-American females specifically in business and how they started and, you know, how they took, you know, their little hobby and turned it into a viable business. So we started doing that. And prior to that, Brandy, I was also helping other women, you know, do conferences and do their events, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm really good at this. Mind you, I have a background in marketing. Like events is, has been my niche. Um, so I, I feel like I've lived like five different lives, but I really <laughs> have. So like when I lived in LA, I worked for the largest um, entertainment law firm in the country. And so I was a marketing coordinator for them. So sponsorship, events, things like that, I learned heavily from my experience there. And then in Atlanta, I did a lot of like PR things, um, aside from working in retail. So I've always been the girl that worked like two or three jobs. I've never not worked. So I just use a lot of my experiences to build what I've, I've, I've done today. Um, and yeah. so with the conference thing, because I've always helped with conferences and helping people put together conferences and what that programming looks like. So I would help people with that. And then I said, you know, God, um, you know, these women are really looking for something and I don't know what to do. And that's where the Fashion and Beauty Summit was birthed. It was just an idea that I had. And I said, hey, you know, let's bring together some awesome women who can really share their knowledge, their testimonies their triumphs, their their fears um, with with these women that are coming and just see what happens. And that's, that's literally how um, we started. Um, I knew that I wanted to teach people digital strategies because it was hard for me to try to explain it because one, I'm not a, a graphic designer or anything. I just know what things are supposed to look like. I know how to brand. And I know very well how to focus on a target demographic. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, I got to enlist my friends that can help me with that. So I was very focused on teaching women how to monetize their brand, monetize their business, or, you know, um, zero in on what they've already started and really focus on how to rebuild or revamp so that their brand is you know, ready to be in front of, you know, larger scale clients and things like that. So that's literally where it came from. And then it's just, it just started to grow. And it's really just all about consistency. Um, and it was really just about timing, because like I said, when I started it, there wasn't anything else like it. And from there, I think um, it was just something that I just wanted to keep doing to show women, you know, that we support them, um, that there is a specific, you know, event that is geared towards women in the fashion and beauty industry 
And so that that's how we started, Brandy. Um, so we're in our it's technically our fourth year, but it's our third conference. I took a year off after I had my daughter, um, just to focus on motherhood and, you know, my family. And so I'm glad that I did. And so now it is go time. We are super excited about this year. And I I just can't wait to see, you know, how many new businesses will be birthed and how many, you know, businesses will be revived because of the efforts um, that we're putting forth this year. So, um, so yeah, that that's kind of the story of Passion Popular and how it's evolved from just a blog to, um, you know, this awesome interactive event. Yeah, it's an awesome story, and I see. I know it's definitely a continuous story. And what I what I hear is that you started everything because you wanted to be a help to someone else. Yeah. That's you it. wanted to help. You know, people were asking you for all of these things, and you wanted to create a place where you could help them with those things in their business and their fashion and whatever they were coming to you for. And I think that's absolutely awesome. And um, I think everything, because it's so funny listening to you talk, we have similar paths and similar passions. And my story is very similar. Like, you know, I worked in marketing and, you know what I'm saying? I worked in sales and and stuff like that. And I, you know, I've done a lot of different things and had worked in areas and all of those things collectively has helped me to do what I've been able to do so far and continue to do. So, and like, like you said, it's all about because people, people still, somebody uh, came to me the other day and was saying like, you know, as the business expert, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm the business expert, but I try to answer your question the best of my ability. Right. Because right. I'm a, just being humble and trying to, um, you know, accept that role. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. But it was it was very eye-opening how other people see you. And, exactly. And those things. And, you know, one thing I want to tell you, and I want, I want to touch on this, when I first came to Pasha Popular in 2017, um, one thing I noticed about you, because I've been to a lot of different events where, uh, you know, sometimes the people who are putting on the event or involved in the event, sometimes they don't seem approachable or right. or anything like that. They just seem kind of like, you know, I'm just all of this and you're just there and I'm up here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. So you didn't seem like that at all. You were very humble. And I just love the way you even, it, I could tell that it was your, you know, you were very passionate about what you were doing. Right. And you really cared. So how do you, how do you stay humble? And, you know, as you grow and more people are looking up to you and you're expanding and you're doing more and more events, how do you stay humble during all of this? I remember that number one, it was not about me. Number two, I'm doing this so that God can get the glory, not me. So that automatically keeps me humble because I understand that (laughs) popularity is fleeting, right? Being well known, you know, you can be here today and gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I am very very much so cognizant of the fact that I am blessed to be in a position to help someone else. I am still in a position of needing help from people. I am not exempt from needing help. 
So how dare I say I'm too good to help someone else or I'm too good for you to approach me? No, I am humbled every time a ticket comes through, right? Every time somebody buys a ticket, I'm like, y'all coming for real? Like literally like, and and it's like, for me, it never gets old because again, it was never about me to begin with. It's like, I'm the type, my personality is very much keep your head down, do the work. I could really care less about the accolades. And if I'm being honest, I don't really feel like I have any accolades, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get a lot of the honors and things like that, that most people in the city receive. And for me, it's not a big deal because my reward is far greater because I know I'm really and genuinely impacting women in an authentic and genuine way. And so I don't, I don't know how else to be Brandy. I don't know anything else to be other than humble because I understand that God gave me this, this purpose and this gift, and I'm going to honor him by honoring the gift. Um, so that's why, and I, and I really believe that it's something very small, like, you know, giving someone a hug or telling them that you see them or supporting them in, in a way that they've never been supported, that can change the very way they feel about themselves, and the way they think. And so, I, and I also remember certain people that took a chance on me and helped me, you know, when I was trying to do something um, very different or very big. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just very, very um, cognizant of how I treat people. Um, I think it's very important. It takes nothing to be kind. You know what I mean? Right. I say that all the time. And so it takes nothing. It, it, it costs me nothing to be kind. It costs me nothing to be honorable. And it costs me nothing you know, to value the people around me, um, that otherwise, you know, if they weren't around me, I don't know how successful I would be, you know? Um, so that's really why I, I remain the way I am. And it's not, it's not anything fake about it. It's just, this is who I am. I've never been any other way. Anybody that you meet that has known me for years will tell you I've always been this way. I've always been kind. I've always been sweet. I've always been the girl that got along with everybody. That's why, you know, I named my brand what I named it, Posh and Popular. Like, I was always the friend that, like, you know, fancy stuff. Like, my friend Fallon, she's still, to this day, we went to high school together. She said, you're my fancy friend. And so, <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, but I've always been the girl that knew how to budget. They're like, how you do this? And how you do that? I'm like, girl, I caught the sale. And I think, you know, coming up in retail, specifically, I got very hip to how to shop. So when the sales would come on and I, you know, I would rack up, you know, my employee discount with, you know, the additional sales. So I always knew kind of, you know, how to get things on a bargain and how to create experiences with little to no money. But I knew it was important, um, you know, for the people around me to be able to have those memories, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I've always been that girl. I've always been, you know, the elaborate friend who loved events and loved experiences, and I just love people. So that's where the brand name came from, you know, um, but that's who I am. It's genuinely who I am, and it's not um, anything that I can fake being because I've always been that way, if that makes sense. So I 
I think I think there are a lot of people that are fake humble. <laughs> and me, and my, me and my brother, we laugh about that. I'm like, oh, she's fake humble. <laughs> I be cracking up. I'm like, oh, she's so fake humble. But you can tell, you know, by a person's spirit and by a person's energy. Like oh, the yeah. women that I bring to the events, they are so beautiful. Like their spirit, I just gravitate towards them. Like, you know, when we had Ronnie Brown, a couple years ago, and she's coming back this year yeah. for our summit. Her spirit is just beautiful, right? Yeah, and so people, people can see that. And so I don't, there's no need to be fake because people will see through it anyway. So, you know, and I tell people, I'm, I'm ready, extremely transparent. I'd be like, if I see somebody and they want to, I'm like, honey, I'm not in the mood today. It is not about you. It's about me. I need to say like I'm like I'm very just transparent in that way because I feel like people respect it and they appreciate it like oh girl I understand I I check you tomorrow no problem you know sometimes I think being honest is jarring to people like I'm I'm very much the person if you say how are you doing today girl not good but I'm I'm gonna keep going and it's like wow I didn't expect her to say that you right. know. But I think it's really important for us as women to be transparent and not put on this facade and try to be somebody that we're not when we're not feeling that way. I think it's important for people to see the highs and the lows of building something and trying to become this thing that, you know, we're trying to become, we're trying to attain the status we're trying to attain. So it doesn't come with this picture perfect, you know, blueprint, you know, they're going to be good days and bad days. And so I just, try to hold on to that and just know that me being myself is enough. So I, I appreciate you saying that and um, recognizing that in me. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, people can be a lot, people can be, you know, cruel and people can be, you know, um, a lot to deal with. So for you to see that, you know, that warms my heart. It's like, okay, I'm doing good. If Brandy say I'm good, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just what I picked up. I was like, wow, you know, I noticed it right off. And, and that's good. Mm -hmm. That's just really, uh, you know, is a testament to who you are. And I, I love that because it's so many people. I've been to so many events and had so many experiences where um, it wasn't that way. So I love that. So Rare. thinking about that, do you, how do you go about when you're selected? Cause you have a lot of people cause you're doing two days this year, right? So right. every year we've, we've always done two days. So we've always okay. had our VIP event on Friday, but this year we added the third day, which is our closeout brunch on Sunday. Okay. And it was really just because people asked for it. Like, you know, I, I had a lot of women come in from out of town. You were at the one in 2017. You saw how many women we had travel. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, there's nothing going on on Sunday, man. And so, you know, I, I always like to consider when, you know, my attendees and supporters, you know, request something. I'm saying, okay, we'll try it this year. We'll see how it goes. And so, you know, now our VIP um, experience, it will be the whole weekend. But it's, you know, the summit is still the full day Saturday. So it's still one full day. We start at 8 a.m., and we end um, this year at 7 p.m. Uh, because our last speaker will be going on at 6 p.m. But honestly, the way I go about picking my speakers and who's a part each year depends on whatever the theme will be for that year. So I always try to be prayerful about 
what I want to talk about during like our, our panel discussions mm -hmm. um, and even like um, the direction I want, you know, the event to kind of go in every year. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing I, I consider. And then I consider in terms of brand partners, who I want to partner with and what demographic of women or what, what type of keynote speakers would be attractive to them. Right. So I'm very business minded in that sense where it's like, okay, I'm going to pick women that are not only amazing at what they do, but they make sense overall for a full on campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and so this year, um, can't give too much away because I'm still waiting to make certain announcements, but I picked women who were essentially trailblazers in in their industry. Um, and for me, that's been a running theme this last year, this is year and a half, because I felt like, you know, I'm a trailblazer. I'm a trendsetter. I'm doing something that's different. And I want to have women who are doing the same thing this year to show these women that are attending that it's okay to be different and it's okay to start something and not know what you're doing and figure it out and kill it and then bring other people on to help them kill it, you know? So that was really like the theme for this year. So that's how I decided like, okay, who do I want my keynotes to be? Who appear to be trailblazers in, in, in this industry? And, you know, Claire, Claire Somers was, the first person that came to my mind. She, to me, is the first person that really took this online blogging and fashion thing and really turned it into an empire where all she does is live off her lifestyle. That's it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's an amazing thing to witness. She got over a million followers just by doing what she loved, which was fashion going to fashion shows, highlighting other women in fashion, highlighting other bloggers, other boutiques. She built her brand off supporting women who love fashion. That's it. And she was the first to really do it, to take it to this level, you know? And so I really felt like it would be amazing to have her. She had never been to Detroit uh, for an event. So me being the trailblazer that I am, I'm like, I'm going to bring her here. <laughs> so that's, kind of like the way I think um even the year prior you know my biggest focus was just um you know rebirth and beauty from the inside out and you know being comfortable in your own skin and so I wanted women that reflected that you know so that's where I kind of not to be deep about it but I, I'm prayerful about the following year um or the the new year before we get into it so after this summit is over, I'm going to be praying about what the next summit should be geared towards. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really how I pick my speakers. And then from there, it's just kind of like, okay, well, if I have her, then I got to have her because she would be awesome. And that would be a great dynamic. And then I also consider women who I might have reached out to, um, you know, the year or two prior that maybe weren't available and then see if they're available this year, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it it's not, aside from my keynote, it's not really a huge method to my madness, but I try to do things and I try to bring women that are um, game changers in fashion and beauty that have something to bring that is of value to Detroit. Um, and they could be here. 
you know, we have a lot of women that are coming from out of state, but we have some amazing women on our panel that are right here in Detroit, that are amazing business women right here in Detroit. And so um, I just try to stay cognizant of also another thing I take into consideration, Brandy, is who hasn't been seen yet? Who's the diamond in the rough? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm very, I'm very much um, the type of person I, I consider myself an underdog and I root for the underdog. Right. So I, am very good at what I do. I'm talented at what I do. But for whatever reason, I'm always a second choice. Um, and it comes from, I think, from my background in pageants. I won Miss Black California USA. That was my first, like, major title that I held. But every pageant that I had done prior to that, I was always first runner-up. Always. And every time the judges would say something to me, would always be like, you were so beautiful. But or you were so talented, but, right? Mm-hmm. And so that but always kind of pushed me to work harder in every area and every facet of my life. And so that same thing is how I move in my business now. I keep my head down. Like I said, I keep my head down and I do the work. So mm-hmm. I may work a little bit harder than my counterparts, or um, I may do things a little bit different, but I'm doing it because I've always been told, for lack of a better word, you're great, but you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I always look at those women who are great, but to other people, right? Right. Great, but nobody sees it. Yeah. Because, because I see them and mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you, how do you not see how amazing they are? And I think that's also a gift too, which yeah. I'm probably going to eventually grow into some, some sort of manager of some kind I think I'm really good at spotting talent <laughs> so maybe like maybe I'll groom my daughter to be the next Beyonce I don't know but I think I think I'm really good at spotting people with those gifts like when people come and see they're like oh my god I didn't know she was a dynamic speaker like that yeah you didn't know but I knew you know what I mean so I'm really really um good at seeing those people that and they may have a lot of attention via social media but they may not if you look at, if you go to every woman that is on my lineup this year, the speak, the followers range from 800, like legit, 800 followers to a million. There is no, you're not good enough in my eyes. Because if you are excellent at what you do, you are good enough. I don't care about the followers. I don't, are you purposeful? Are you innovative? And can you bring something tangible for these women to take home with them? If you can do that, then you're amazing to me. And so, yeah, so I always, you know, I give everyone a chance. And, you know, I feel like, okay, I gave you a chance. Now it's somebody else's turn. Because you don't want to keep having the same people over and over. Now, some people are amazing to keep bringing back. Like like I said, Ronnie's coming back because she was like, sis, I'm coming back. Um, My dear friend, Kristen White who's an amazing hair and makeup artist um, from Atlanta. She's coming back. And then uh, Shanice, our, our very own Detroit's own uh, Shanice Coleman makeup artist is coming back. So I have my phase that I do bring back um, from year after year. And it's also, Brandy, if I'm being honest, about the heart, right? Because right. everybody doesn't have the same heart that I have. And everybody doesn't, you know, view things the way that I view them. and so. 
you know, it's all about the heart. You know, Shanice's heart is beautiful. Uh, Kristen's heart is beautiful. Ronnie's heart is beautiful. They would do anything that I needed them to do. And, and their only thing is, sis, I just want to support you. And so if we had more women like us that said, sis, I just want to support you. It's not about the money. It's not about anything. I value what you're doing and I want to support. We would all be so much further ahead. And so that's really what I look at. I look at the heart. I look at, you know, how they interact with people via social media, um, you know, just who they are overall as women. And that's how I make my decision. Does their brand align with mine? Do right. you have the same integrity as I have? If you have those things, then you're okay with me. And so I'm, I'm very, very cognizant um, in particular in that way, because regardless of what anybody thinks, who I bring is still a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. I want to make sure that these, these women, you know, are going to be kind to every woman that they see. And they're going to be, you know, patient with any questions that are being asked. And they're going to be as excited about this event as I am. And so that's how I make my decisions, Brandy. When I have those initial phone calls and they're hyped to talk to me, I'm like, oh, like, you know, I think that's amazing. Like, I remember the day Claire started following me and I said, oh, she know who I am? Why is she following me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I was like, she's following little old me. And it was like, when I reached out to her, she was like, oh, my God, I've been waiting on you to call me. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? I've been waiting on you to reach out. That's amazing to me. So you don't have to have a lot of followers to be impactful. As long as you're doing the work, the right people will notice you. I tell everybody, it don't matter how many you got following. You want to have the right people following you. And that's what's important. I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. Pretty Girl Studios, where every girl leaves a pretty girl, is located at 266-20 Grand River Avenue in Redford, Michigan. Our team specializes in healthy hair care, trendy haircuts, hair color applications, blowout, silk press, ponytails, relaxers, and more. Coupled with an exceptional customer service in a warm, inviting environment, you'll leave Pretty Girl Studios feeling pretty. Walk-ins are always welcome, and we are always accepting new guests daily. Visit our website at www.prettygirl.studio or call us at 313-948-3848 to schedule your reservation today. Yeah, so what do you what are your expectations? What should the expectations of anyone looking to attend Pasha Popular this year be? Like what do you want them to leave with? Oh my gosh. Well, first, I really want them to leave with the expectation. Well, I want them to come with the expectation to expect the unexpected, right? Mm-hmm. I want them to leave with a connection that they didn't have before. I want them to leave uplifted. I want them to leave empowered and ready to, um, you know, build their businesses in the way they've always wanted to. I want them to leave with knowledge they didn't have before. And I want them to leave completely full. Like, I want them to leave like, oh, my gosh, this was everything that I needed this year. And, And I want them to be excited. I want them to get excited about all the great things that we are preparing for them this year and just enjoy themselves biggest thing is i'm like what's the point of planning this if nobody's gonna have fun so enjoy yourself you know meet some new friends i have so many ladies that 
have started businesses together from coming to the summit. I have so many ladies that are now like besties from yeah. coming to the summit. So it's just, it's just a beautiful thing to witness. And I just want that to continue. That's what I want to happen. You know, I met, uh, you, I, I met, uh, someone there and, um, you know, Dara, right? Dara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Dara got real cool after we've been cool ever since we always meet for lunch. <laughs> you know, that is so awesome. And, and see, that's beautiful very, to me. She's been that's very beautiful. supportive of my event, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful to me. Like I love her. She's another one so super amazing and sweet like she was a sponsor at my last one she gave all of our vips um t-shirts from her line which girl i still wear her t- i literally wear her t-shirt every week like that's my like go-to t-shirt and yeah so, I, got, I got one i got the black one with the pink on it you know the, yeah <laughs> yeah so she, she has just the most amazing spirit love her but yes that's what it's about like I wish I could be best friends with all 200 women that come or all however many women that come, but I can't, right? So it's important to be able to have like-minded women in the room that can connect and and be each other's support system and cheerleaders. I I just love it. And so it really does. It, It really inspires me to keep going when you guys tell me to keep going and you guys say how impactful it was. And I'm just honored um, even to be a part of your event, I think it's so amazing, you know, just to come together with these common goals and interests to be able to support each other. So I just thank you. I'm so proud of what you're doing and appreciative for your impact and how to keep getting over one day at a time and doing what we have to do. But yeah, I just I just want everybody to win. I want everybody to succeed and get whatever they need to be able to do that. Right. I do too. Cause I feel like it's something out here for us all. Like it's like a billion people in this world. And yes. Your only competition is yourself. That's so right. If whatever it is you want to do or you strive to do, you can do it. And it's great sometimes just see other people walking their purpose and doing that thing. And it just gives you more, you know, inspiration and a push to know that you can do it too. So Absolutely. I, love, I love that. Yeah, that is great. So also, I wanted to kind of talk about, um, you started a uh, nonprofit. So tell us a little bit about the nonprofit. Oh, girl. So yes, I'm excited about it. So really, this year was the introduction, but we're going to be going full steam ahead in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So this year's Fashion and Beauty Summit will be serving as a fundraiser um, to our Passion Popular Foundation. So the Passion Popular Foundation is an acronym for Positioning Our Sisters Higher. We're going to be advocating and supporting women in transition and women coming out of domestic abuse situations who want to start their own fashion or beauty-based business or, you know, get guidance or mentorship within the fashion and beauty realm. So whether you want to go to cosmetology school and you're not really sure how to get started with that, we want to help you with resources and tools to be able to get scholarships for that. Um, and then if you need extra you know, assistance with that, we want to be able to help with that. Um, you may want to learn how to do lash extensions, but can't afford the class. We want to be able to support and pay for that. Um, or, or even if you're just you know, in, in need of mentorship or you know, help with trying to build your business or, you know, maybe 
pairing you up with a salon owner that can mentor you um, and get you in her salon to work if you're already licensed, but, you know, just need some help. Um, you know, because a lot of times women coming out of domestic abuse situations have been told they're not good enough, they're not worthy. So we want to impart into them that they are and they can do anything they put their minds to. And then also the women in transition, you know, I had a very close friend of mine who unfortunately had a bad situation happen. She was in a bad car accident and, you know, ultimately she went to jail because of this car accident. She has always been um, one of the biggest hustlers I know. I mean, you talk about a girl that can sell. You talk about a girl that always was just top sales. We met, you know, working in retail together, one of my dearest friends. And so it was always me and her neck and neck, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she's always been a go-getter, you know, entrepreneurial mindset. And so she had this setback. And from there, when she, you know, uh, got out, she didn't let that stop her. I mean, literally, like, while she was incarcerated, she learned how to do makeup and everything. She did makeup for me several times. Um, uh, even for my relaunch back in 2014, when I first started my blog, she did my makeup for that. Any events that I had, she would do makeup, and she worked hard. She got her real estate license, and now she's starting her own hair company, and she's just amazing to me. And so I want women like her to be able to mentor these women that are coming out of this who are feeling defeated, like they can't do it. Mm -hmm. If she can do it, you can do it. You know, there are a lot of women that have had these unfortunate situations happen to them that have rebuilt their lives. And it didn't mean that they were bad people or they were less than, or they weren't worthy. They were just maybe at the wrong place at the wrong time or made a mistake that they never made before. But we want to, you know, pour into them and remind them that they're still wonderful. They're still beautiful. They're still gems. So we're, you know, doing a whole mentorship program. We're partnering um, with the Goodwill Detroit. Um, they've been, you know, great partners with me, even with my previous summit. And so we're going to be working with them directly to get, you know, um, direct contact with our women in transition who will need assistance um, that want to go into fashion and beauty. And then, you know, we're just going to, you know, have our, our curated events specially for them. Um, we want to have them a part of the summit next year, um, do some great, you know, interactive events and enriching events. So I'm just really excited about it. I'm really passionate about it. I think it's really important to incorporate giving back when you're doing something. When you say you're doing something to help women, you should really be helping women. And so I was, you know, really prayerful about what my foundation should be about. And that just kept coming up, you know, that just kept coming up for me. So um, I'm really excited um, about, you know, the opportunities that are going to be available for these women and opportunities that will be available for us to be able to expose them to. So yeah, Brandy, I'm really excited about it. Um, great. I, yeah, I think it's going to be a great, you know, additive to our brand, this foundation, and just bringing awareness to, you know, women that, you know, just need a second chance. And so, um, you know, we're, we're going to be working hard to make 2020 a great year for them. And, uh, you know, hopefully see if we can get some business owners you know, out of the deal. So yeah, really, really I, I love it. I think that is an awesome cause. And I <laughs> for 
for just, you know, looking to help people who may have had a, a bump in the road in life, but that don't mean yeah. it's over for you. It's exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that is awesome. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about that as well. Yes, yes. We'll definitely be uh, doing more in 2020 and giving more information and, you know, just kind of keeping you guys in the loop on how you can help. Um, mm-hmm. We're definitely going to need some help. <laughs> so I will <laughs> yeah, let me know. <laughs> I will be come help. You know, because they're going to need it. They're going to need to hear perspectives. They can't just hear from me. They have Mm -hmm. to hear from all kinds of women coming from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of trauma, everything. We want real women to come in and be able to pour into these women. And so, you know, I'll definitely be calling on all my girls to come and help be a part of this initiative. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Great. I'm excited about it, too. So just let me know what you need. I definitely will. Awesome. So another thing, so you, you're doing a lot of things. You're doing, <laughs> you know, your, your summit and, and um, all the events you've been hosting and you, now you have the nonprofit. How do you keep yourself motivated? Like you're always pouring into other people. So how do you keep you, you know, Kimberly motivated? Well, if I'm being very honest, um, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, staying motivated when you're pouring out so much is hard. But this year for me has been heavily focused on self-care. And for me, what that looks like is therapy on a consistent basis. Um, What that looks like for me is spending time with people who do pour into me on a regular basis. Um, What that looks like for me is not showing up for everything. Um, I used to try to be there for everything, for everyone. And it was just like, you know what? I can't do it anymore, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm burnt out and everybody else is living life. Nobody's calling to check on me, see how I'm doing. And I'm over here sad and depressed and they're living life. So Mm -hmm. I had to be okay with saying no. Um, I had to be okay with taking care of me. And so that is really what I've been focused on. Um, and then, um, a really huge thing, um, that I've been doing is just a lot of, you know, aside from a lot of prayer, um, it's just learning how to silence myself. So I don't have a problem with going two or three days without social media. Um, I don't have a problem with not answering my phone. I will call you back when I can call you back. Um, and, and being okay with every decision that I'm making, because if I don't, I will be physically, emotionally, um, and spiritually drained. Mm-hmm. So, because I do, I pour out a lot. Um, my heart is automatically <laughs> tuned to give. So for me, when you're a giver, I feel like a lot of times people can take advantage of that. Um, And so I'm very adamant about being discerning about who I surround myself with, when I give, how I give. And it doesn't mean that I don't want to. It's just like, now is not the time for that. Um, You know, who I'm pouring into and for how long and how. um, So just really being more cognizant of my time, especially being a new mother. Um, because my daughter is everything to me. And mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that I am more than enough for her. 
So right now my focus is loving on her and being everything that I can be for her. And so for me, that's, that's really where my, I guess you will, what, what was the question? Um, yeah, how do you stay motivated? Yeah, how do I stay motivated? Mm-hmm. Just, she's my why. You know what I mean? Like, she's really my why. I, I think when you are doing something that your purpose to do, it's easy to stay motivated because you enjoy what you're doing or, you know, you have a different type of love or passion for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's not just about you guys. It's about her, too, because she's watching me. So. Right. He keeps me motivated with her little busy self. I love her so much. <laughs> yes. Way too much personality for a 16-month-old. And everybody's like, you act like you don't know where she got it from. I'm like, I really don't because she gets me together. Like, she says, no, mommy. Mm-mm. I said, what? <laughs> Talking about, no, mommy. Mm-mm. I said, oh, my goodness. What have I done? So, yes, girl. So, that's. That's what keeps me motivated and just focusing on me being okay with focusing on me when I need to focus on me. Um, but I believe therapy, <laughs> I've been, listen, I've always been an advocate for therapy. I've been going to therapy since uh, 2011 um, mm-hmm. after some serious life things happened to me. Um, but in this season, when I tell you my therapist, they'd be like, hey girl, what time are you coming? I will go twice a week if I need to. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really adamant about making sure that mentally, physically, and spiritually, I am in line. And so for me, therapy is everything. I l- absolutely love it. I swear by it. I believe everybody needs to go to therapy because we all have things that we are dealing with, that we're growing from, and that we're trying to heal from that I think is really important for us. Um, as we evolve into these awesome business women. So that's how I stay motivated, Brandy. Great. And I, I appreciate you being transparent about that. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like the people who go to therapy, those are the smart ones because you're getting the help you need. Listen, you know? I'm, I'm going to therapy because of y'all that don't go. You seen right, that? Right. I'm in therapy because of y'all. Y'all <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right, right. So, there's a few, my last couple questions I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast. So I am a bookie. I do. I do. I read books, but I listen to a lot of my books. I consume a lot of my books um, via uh, Audible, and I talk about them so much. I sh- I need to get them to sponsor, but that's just a shameless plug. But <laughs> well, Audible is my jam. I listen to a lot of books, so I always ask everybody like either what are you reading right now, or like what's your favorite book that impacted you in your life. Well, right now I'm reading. Um, Always Make Your Bed, uh, Danielle Hughes' book. Oh, okay. Um, and if I'm being honest, I am not an avid reader. And okay. I, I'm being very honest about that. I'm not a person that will read 20 books a year. I'm not that girl. <laughs> I, listen, I, I now I love to read articles. I love to read, you know, journals and things like that. But I'm like, listen, I, I can't be reading all these books. But when I find a book that I really like, I will read it. Or if it's a friend that, you know, is a new author, I will purchase and buy. So yes, I'm reading her book right now. Um, a book that has impacted me. Oh, 
girl, you asking me a hard question tonight. I I really don't know other than the Bible. I can't really say right now, but yeah, the Bible was my go-to. Um, but definitely reading Danielle's book. So if you are not familiar with Danielle Hughes, always make your bed, check it out. I think it's really phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't read the book yet, but I have, you know, I'm familiar, but I just haven't read it yet. But that yeah. sounds like a good book and yeah. story. So yeah, that nothing wrong with that at all. And honestly, Kimberly, I was the same way. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I just didn't have my mind. I'd be coming up with so many ideas. I'd be thinking about this, that. This. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to just sit there and just like read because yeah. I'll be distracted. And then I might make it through a chapter. Then I'll be like, okay, let me come back to this. And then it take me six months to read one book. So right. With with Audible, I'm always on the go. So this is what I do. I sometimes I'll just I want to um, take in more. I want to get more content in, do more learning time, me time focusing on me, just working on my mind. So I listen to it. And I actually, because I'm a music person too, you know, right. singing in a choir in school and in, in church, right. I, I could hear things. And if you sing it, I can remember it more so than if you say it right. or I'm hearing it for some reason. So I, more so than when I read it rather. So I could hear it and, or music or any, I could hear a little and I could remember it. But for some reason, when I read it, I don't retain it as much. Right. So I like to listen to, and I thought, I always thought that might have been my music ear, but I like to listen to my content. And so before then, I wasn't getting any content in hardly. So that helped me get more books in, being able to listen to them on the go. Because I'm always picking up my daughter, taking, right. her, taking her there, doing this and doing that. And always going somewhere so that when I, I I pick a time where, okay, no music today. I'm not rocking out right, right now on this yeah, one. You got me. You selling me. You selling me, girl. I'm out to yeah. get on Audible. I got Amazon Prime, so <laughs> I'm going to get on the Audible and see what it's talking about. <laughs> yeah, try it out. I'm telling you because that's how I just take it. I was the same way. I, that's how I take it. Most of it, I listen to. So people like, they got a new book. I'll be like, you got an audio book for it? All right. <laughs> If it's not a quick read, like um, yeah, like AJ's book. I like liked AJ's book, the kick-ass book. I read yes. because it was a quick read. It was like ninety pages. I could do yeah. that. But you know, you got three, four hundred pages. You got you got listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You know, listen. Audio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I got, right. I got things to do. You know, so yeah, yeah girl. But I do buy everybody's book. I do buy everybody's book, and when I get a moment or when I take a nice vacation and I can read, then I do read the books. So yeah. Yeah. I get it though. So I absolutely get that. So Kimberly, how do you define success? Um, I define success by being happy with what you're doing, living a healthy life, um, having love all around you being surrounded by beautiful things, whatever that means for you, and doing exactly what your purpose to do. And I feel like when you're doing what your purpose to do, it never feels like you're working. So that's how I define success. Um, For me, it's not about material things. It's about, you know, being passionate about what you're doing, loving what you're doing, and being okay 
with your portion. So that that's how I define success. Great. And I I know you're a businesswoman on the go. So I always ask everybody because there may be something out there that someone hasn't heard of or a tool that could work for the audience. So I always want to know, like, what's your favorite business tool? Like maybe like software or something that you're using within your business that helps you. Um, mm, that's a good question. I don't really, because I'm not a graphic designer, so I don't have anything that I can give you with that. But a lot of the apps that I use for like my social media planning and things like that, um, I love Planly. Um, is it Planly? Plan, yeah, yeah Planly. I know what you're talking about. Um, I love Canva. Um, I also, listen, I love PayPal. I don't care. <laughs> I will always use PayPal. Get PayPal. Y'all. Why does everybody say PayPal? I can't. Listen, PayPal is Jesus' nephew, okay? Everybody should have PayPal. Listen, I understand it was some controversy around PayPal, but listen, PayPal is a saving grace. So I I believe in PayPal. I love it. And and then I, I also really love Google like Google Drive, like go- anything Google. I really love Google because they have so many resources um, available to you to be able to share and do things. And, and I'm like the Carrie Bradshaw of tech. Like I'm like Carrie when she, when Samantha handed her the iPhone and she was like, I don't know what this is. I'm like that. Like in real life. Like I don't do none of that. I just I I'm a visionary, so I can tell you this is what it needs to look like. You know, we can have a discussion. I can give you a mood board, but I'm gonna let you create because you're the creator, right? So, but the technology thing, I'm just like, mm, I'll keep using this one thing. And so, Google for me is just everything because I can kind of do everything that I need to do. It's easy. It's functional. Um, the, from emailing, I do a lot of emailing. Excel is my best friend because I have tons of spreadsheets. When you're a planner, everything is in a spreadsheet, every email, every name, every contact, everything. So for me to be able to easily share that information via Google drive, um, I send a lot of photos, a lot of, uh, you know, images to the designers and, um, you know, PR professionals. And so it's just easy tool for me to share versus sending all these emails that I'm doing anyway to different sponsors and partners and things like that. So Google Drive, you know, the whole Google Suite system, um, Excel, those are my go-tos. I love all of those as well. Mm-hmm. No, that is absolutely great. Well, Kimberly, I thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing all of your um, great information and passion popular and everything that you have going on. I wish you so much success. Thank you so much. Every endeavor that you have. Um, So can you share how, how the audience can reach you and where they can find you on the internet? Yeah. So you can find me a number of ways. You can go to passionpopular.com, passionpopularsummit.com for all summit details. We are in our third year, so it's the third annual Passion Popular Fashion and Beauty Summit. So everything from the schedule um, to accommodation information to our speaker lineups, um, everything that you need to know about the summit is on our website, passionpopularsummit.com. You can email me 
at PR at PostionPopular.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Passion Popular. And of course, you can find me, um, Kimberly M. Dobine. And that's Kimberly Standard Spelling M like Monique Dobine, D-O-B-I-N-E on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. I appreciate it. I appreciate any opportunity to share my love and my passion with, with people. And I appreciate you sharing your platform with me. And thank you for everything that you're doing in the community as well. I appreciate being a part today. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much. I'll make sure all the information for Passion Popular, all her links and everything will be in the show notes. And as always, make sure you stay great in route. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at IamBrandyTaylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.